0: Welcome to episode 11 of PLNX, the video games podcast. I'm your host, Polash, and we are back with a brand new episode. This one is all about Gotham Knights, the brand new game by Warner Brothers Studio Montreal that I just reviewed. And needless to say, I do have some thoughts and opinions about it. And some of those opinions might just be in the hot take territory. Yeah, I did the air quotes. I know you can't see me but you will know why I've titled the review So Near Yet So Far. So stay tuned for that. That's the main story of the day. Along with that, I'll also go over some of the other games I've played recently in the WIP What I'm Playing section. And I'll talk about a few new stories that I think you need to know about. As always, sit back, relax, and see you on the other side. Welcome back, and today is Monday, the 31st of October. And like I said, this is section one WIP or what I've been playing or what I'm playing or what I've played. I can't really decide what WIP stands for. It's all of those things basically games that I have played, games that I am currently playing, and I'll just share my thoughts and opinions about those games. So here they are, games that I've completed, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, that's the first one. In the last episode, I remember telling you guys that I'm still in the process of finishing it, and I was still a few hours away. Well, I have finished the game, the main game, I have not played the DLC yet, but I have finished the main game, and I'll briefly talk about it, and the second game I finished, I told you about in the intro. And that is the main episode, which is Gotham Knights. So stay tuned to the story of the day section. That's where I'll talk about it in depth. Along with these, I am currently playing a couple of games, primarily FIFA 23. Yes, I recently got that. My brother purchased that game and uh, I'm sharing that with him. And yeah, I think it's okay. It's a fairly decent upgrade compared to FIFA 22. I played quite a bit of FIFA 22 and I find FIFA 23 pretty similar, but there are some incremental upgrades which make the game slightly better, in my opinion. So that's about FIFA 23. And that's the thing about FIFA. It's a yearly update, but this is the last year that EA Sports are making the game better with FIFA as their partners. The contract has ended and there was a bit of a tiff between EA and FIFA. FIFA wanted a lot of money, which EA was not ready to pay to renew the FIFA license, the FIFA branding in the game. So next year's game, it will not be called FIFA 24. It will be called EA Sports Football they are rebranding the game. Obviously, the developers of the game are the same, which is EA Sports. So it will look and feel the same, but it will not have any FIFA branding whatsoever. That deal has ended. So that's a little bit of trivia for you, if any of you did not know that. So FIFA is a game that I am currently playing, but I won't be playing it for very many days. I'll tell you why, because there's this little game coming out on the 9th of november which is god of war ragnarok yes let that sink in the second part of the new god of war series the second and final part just to clarify if anyone did not know this is the game where the story ends the developers initially thought it will be a trilogy but it is confirmed that it will only be a two game series so god of war ragnarok comes out on 9th of november The entire world is extremely hyped up about it. I mean, in the Andheri metro stations, there have been images that are circulating online now. I'll link those in the show notes. There are images of the promotional material. The entire metro train is covered with posters and images of God of War, Ragnarok, and and the handlebars have the PS5 logo on them. That's unseen in our country And I am so extremely happy to see that kind of promotion being done by PlayStation India. So hats off to them, kudos to them. And that game has a lot of hype, not just in India, across the world. I have already pre-ordered the digital deluxe edition and the preload starts on the 2nd of November, if I'm not mistaken. So a couple of days from the time that I'm recording this. So obviously I will preload the game and start playing it exactly on 9th of November which is just 9 days away from today so massive hype for that game but until then like i said i'm just playing FIFA 23 and i'm just going to spend some more time with it and maybe in the next episode i'll have played enough to maybe give my review of at least the career mode because that's the mode that i'm mostly playing in FIFA 23 so that's The WIP section, we spoke about Final Fantasy VII Remake. We spoke about FIFA 23. Those are primarily the games that I played and I am currently playing. So that was WIP. Let's move on to the next section, which is in the news. All right, welcome back to the second section of this episode of PLNX, the Video Games Podcast. And today I have three pieces of news for you. They're not the most earth-shattering pieces of news, so it's there's nothing of that magnitude that has happened recently. If there was, I would obviously cover that, or maybe have that as a separate podcast episode altogether. But the first one that I want to talk about is... The new PlayStation controller that's coming out soon, it's called the DualSense Edge and it's a pro controller. So right now there are a few companies that make pro controllers. What I mean by that is you can swap out the analog sticks from the controller. You can swap out the L2 and R2 buttons. You can have buttons assigned to the underside of the controller. There are some pads given over there and You can assign buttons over there. So it's a pro controller. All this while, PlayStation never had a pro controller of their own. Microsoft had one. The Xbox Elite controller is what they call it. Uh, It's very pricey. It's very expensive. So the same thing goes for the PlayStation Pro controller, which they're calling DualSense Edge as well. It's priced at $200. That's the announcement that has been made. And it will be available on January 26th. 2023 onwards yes it's republic day for us but it's also uh, the day the dual sense edge controller launches there is no information about india availability yet so stay tuned for that as and when more information is available i'll obviously tweet about it or post something about it on instagram so stay tuned if you are interested in the dual sense edge controller the next piece of news that i want to share with you is maybe a big one. I mean, this is something that not many people were uh, anticipating, but CD Projekt Red, yes, the developers of The Witcher series and the Cyberpunk 2077 game that launched recently, they made an announcement and they confirmed The Witcher remake. It's real, it's happening. They are fully remaking The Witcher 1, the first part of the trilogy i'm really excited for it because i've never played the first part i did play it for a few hours when i started playing games on a laptop a few years ago i tried playing it but the game never had a joystick support on the pc so with that i just couldn't adapt myself to play with a keyboard and mouse that's just not me i'm not a pc gamer uh, at my core i'm i'm a console gamer and that's the reason why I just couldn't adapt. The controls were quite dated. I was kind of enjoying the story and everything. It was going well, but I just couldn't uh, go ahead and finish the first Witcher game. So I'm really excited. It is being made using Unreal Engine 5. And uh, the developers, CD Projekt Red, the ones who made the original game, they are not making this This. Remake is being made by a third-party studio, but developers from CD Projekt Red are sort of overlooking or overseeing the project. They are uh, making it in consultation with the other developers. So there are no dates announced. There's no footage. There's just one logo and one image that was uh, revealed. Image not from the game, just for the logo. So it's super-duper early. There's no information whatsoever whatsoever. And even in the announcement, the announcement was made in such a way that they said, hey, we are super early in development, so please don't expect anything anytime soon, but we will keep you posted. That was their announcement, basically. So it is super early, but it's something that really excites me because it's a game I had not played when it came out. So I'm really looking forward to it. I just hope it's a good i hope it's a good remake and it's true to the original vision of the game the next and the final story that i want to talk about is about how microsoft or phil spencer rather the head of gaming for microsoft has said that they might increase the price of xbox game pass in the near future i know this might come as a shocker for a lot of people Because right now Game Pass is amazing value. They are basically giving it for a very low price and you can subscribe to it for three years or four years, I think. And there's some workaround, official workaround, so nothing illegal happening there. But there is an official workaround which can get you Microsoft Game Pass Ultimate for three years for just, I think, about uh, just 6,000 rupees or something. And uh, six or seven thousand, I'm not exactly sure, but I'll try and find the article on Reddit and I'll link that in the show notes. So if at all any of you are interested in doing that workaround and getting that awesome deal, go ahead with that. And you might as well, because Phil Spencer said in an interview recently that they've been providing the subscription services at a fairly nominal cost, which it is. Yes, I agree with him. But they may not be able to sustain that in the long run, which, again, I agree with him. It's a business and they have to make profit. So right now would be a good time to go ahead and get subscribed for as long as you can, because Microsoft might just increase the price. Uh, It's not expected to happen anytime soon, because they said that it's very important for them that they kept prices the same for this holiday season. So nothing's going to change Up until January, I believe, but anything after that is a bit dicey and Microsoft might just increase the prices. So be aware that it might go up. And if you have the chance, subscribe to Game Pass right now so you can maximize the value that you get out of that service. It's an amazing value, but if you subscribe to it at a good price. So that was the story that I had to talk about the three news stories. Stay tuned to our Instagram and on Twitter where I keep retweeting or just posting about uh, latest stories as they happen. Those are the best places to check for any uh, latest things that happen because on a podcast, obviously, I record on a particular day and I talk about a few stories. But during the week, if there's something that comes up, everything goes on Twitter and Instagram. So make sure you follow on Twitter, and on Instagram as well. We will be back with the main story of the day section, which is none other than the Gotham Knights review and why it is a game that is so near yet so far. Right after this. All right, welcome back to the story of the day section. And today it's all about... Gotham Knights. Like I said, I finished the game. I took a total of 31 hours to finish the game. The game launched on uh, October the 21st, if I'm not mistaken. That's 10 days ago, which was a Friday, and uh, I finished it on October the 28th. So I took exactly one week. 31 hours in total is what I spent to finish the main story of the game. And I'm going to break down this review in in a few parts. I'll talk about the gameplay, I'll talk about the graphics, I'll talk about the story, and I'll also talk about performance or how it performs on the PS5 console, because that's the platform I played it on. And to sum it up, I will talk about my overall experience with the game, which will be a summary of all the points that I talk about. So to start off, gameplay. The gameplay of the game is all about the characters. There are four main characters that players can control. Uh, The main characters are uh, Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, and Red Hood. So the premise or the plot of the game is that Batman has died. He dies in the first scene of the game. So it's not a spoiler. In fact, the developers have sort of uh, promoted that aspect in their trailers and In the promotional material leading up to the release of the game so it's not a spoiler at all do not bash me but yeah batman is dead in this game in this universe and it's up to these four new superheroes they're fairly new they've been around but they've always been around as batman's sidekicks but now that batman is not there they need to step up and go ahead and make sure that they can protect the city on their own or collectively as a team Mm -hmm. So those that's the overall plot of the game. So coming to the gameplay, you control four of these characters, and it's a pretty standard experience, I would say. When I say standard, it's a typical open-world game. A gameplay that you generally find in open-world games is what you will find here as well. Go to this point, save these many people... And make sure you uh, save them in so much time, or uh, make sure that you take the data from these people and deliver it here in so much time. That's the main mission structure of the game, uh, which overall ultimately makes me feel like it, it, it's just standard. It's there's nothing mind blowing. It's okay. It's playable. It's not that it's unplayable, that you, oh man, I'm so frustrated that I cannot play. No, it's not that, but it is simply playable. You can go through it. It's pretty generic. It's pretty standard. Nothing outstanding about the gameplay in terms of the mission structure. And every character that you control, they have their standard range of attacks, the melee attacks, the ranged attacks, and they have some special abilities that you can trigger if you have saved up your momentum enough. Again, although the four characters move in a different way, when you are playing, when you have that controller in your hand, they all play the same. There's essentially a, a very, very minor difference. There's barely any difference, to to be honest with you. I mean, if I'm controlling Batgirl, I would expect her to play in a different way than when I am playing as Red Hood. Bad Girl is lean. She's fast. She's supposed to be fast. She looks lean as well. And Red Hood is big and bulky and he should move in a certain way. But although their animations are different and good job to the animators, they've done an excellent job with the animation of all four characters. But when you actually play the game and when you're going through the missions and when you're going through the side missions and the side activities and you're, Beating up the enemies, which is essentially 95% of the game, you feel the same. So it does not matter what character you choose to play with. It's just a matter of personal preference, in my opinion. Some characters have moves that are better than the others. And when I say moves, I'm not talking about the standard melee or the ranged attacks. Those are pretty much the same. But like I said, the animations are different. But apart from that, it's more or less the same. It's just the special abilities that are different for each character. And because of that, it just turns out to be a different experience when you use each of those characters. So the special abilities are what makes the gameplay different. But to save up those special abilities, you need momentum. And to gain momentum, you have to hit and punch and uh, kick the enemies using the standard melee and ranged attacks so essentially you're doing most of the basic things for a small uh differentiating factor which is the special abilities so you get that but you do that once and then you're back to the initial punching and kicking which is the same for every character like i said so the gameplay is pretty generic uh the boss fights are pretty generic I mean, uh, that's one of the downsides of the game, in my opinion. It's one of the negatives that I found. The boss fights are so, so bad. They are simply an equivalent of a bullet sponge. Let me just tell you, quick side note for those who don't know what bullet sponge is, it's simply when you play a game which has guns and you come across a super big enemy, all you have to do is just shoot there's very little skill, there's very little uh, timing required, which will test your skills. You're just shooting and all of a sudden this character that you feel, this villain who is supposed to die in five bullets, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they take 50 bullets and their health goes down only by 50%. That's a bullet sponge character. In this game, the main bosses, the super bosses like Harley Quinn and Clayface and Mr. Freeze, all of them are simply bullet sponge equivalents of themselves. It's so bad. It is one of the worst boss fights that that you can play, especially with such powerful characters that the developers could have just uh, made sure that they get so much more out of. But they just couldn't. I, I, There's lack of design in terms of the boss fights. It's all the same. You just meet the character at a certain point and you just hit them, you hit them, you hit them, you hit them, you hit them till their health goes to zero. And then there's a cutscene that, hey, we've caught them and that's done. That's the end of that story. It's so, so generic. Very, very little variety. There was only one boss fight which slightly stood out which was the first boss fight with clayface in fact both the boss fights there were two with clayface uh so there's a chase involved so the first one you are chasing clayface but it's just that momentary uh gratification that you get because it's such a small part of the entire boss fight because you're just chasing that character through the city and clayface is just going in the sewers and out of the sewers and things like that. And you're on your uh, bike and you're chasing uh, Clayface and that's it. it. It That's the novelty of it. But it just wears off instantly because Clayface confronts you at a specific place, at a specific location. And then the whole bullet sponge things or kick sponge, I don't know what to call it in this case, uh, starts. The second boss fight with Clayface, the variety or the change that the the developers came up with was that clayface is chasing you so you have to run uh and escape clayface uh, on your bike while he's chasing you and yeah again that's different that's a variation i like that but it's so generic like i said because you have to just follow the route there's no uh flexibility there is no freedom that you get as a player you simply follow the route that is given by the developers. And you get Clayface to a certain point and we're back to square one. We are simply on the bullet sponge or the kick sponge mode again where you just hit the boss, hit the boss, hit the boss, hit the boss, hit the boss till the health goes to zero. Once it does, Clayface can't move anymore. There's a big, grand, elaborate cutscene of how whichever character you're controlling uh, catches Clayface and that's it. That's the end of the Clayface story. So... If you see what I mean, it's pretty generic, the gameplay, nothing to write home about, nothing that makes it stand out. It does not even hold a candle to the Arkham series because uh, the Arkham series made you feel like Batman. The gameplay of those games, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, all of those three games made you feel like you were Batman. And they did it using stealth. They did it using the punches. They did it using the free flow combat. This game just does not make you feel like any of those four characters because all four of them punch and kick in very similar ways. Just the animations are different, yes. And like I said, kudos to the animators. Good job because they've visually done a very good job of making sure these four characters appear different, but gameplay wise, they do not feel different. And that is one of my major flaws. About this game. The next thing I want to talk about is the story. The story is pretty good. Uh, there's not much to say without spoiling it, and I do not want to spoil it for anyone. But yeah, the game starts off with Batman dying, uh, and these four new superheroes, they are going through their lives, they are going through every night of patrolling that, that you do as these characters. You find out more about villains and what's actually happening in Gotham, and There's a bit about the Court of Owls that they showed in the trailers already. So you learn about the Court of Owls, what they are and what they do. It's quite mysterious. It's quite intriguing. The story is something that kept me going, to be honest with you. It's quite nice. I can totally imagine this story being adapted into a comic or maybe uh, a spin-off DC animated movie or something on those lines because it's quite good and uh, it keeps you hooked. So the story is very, very well done, in my opinion. Uh, Again, this is coming from someone who is a Batman freak. I love Batman and the whole uh, lore of Batman and the whole world of Batman. So I I really enjoyed the story of these four characters. I love that there are certain moments in the game where all of these four characters, one by one, spend time with Alfred, spend time with each other. There are these mini cutscenes that play out uh, if you trigger them and it's just day-to-day conversations their thoughts what they are feeling without uh, Bruce Wayne being around or without Batman being around yeah spoiler alert if you didn't know Bruce Wayne is Batman but yeah (laughs) without uh, Bruce Wayne being around what these characters are going through it's very very well showcased and written out the characters are very well fleshed out so that is something I absolutely love about this game. The next aspect that I want to talk about uh, now that we're done with the story, the gameplay is the performance. Now, when I say performance, I mean this game has its flaws. It does not run perfectly. There was a bit of backlash before release because they officially announced that this game will run at 30 FPS on consoles. Now, many people are disappointed because there are some uh, pretty taxing games that run at 60 FPS or an unlocked 30 so you can at least get to 40 or 50 fps but this is locked at a 30 fps even if you have a 120 hertz display like i do the oled that i use for my gaming console the lgcx uh, it supports vrr it supports 120 hertz output but this game does not take advantage of that at all the developers have been very strict that it is a hard 30 fps lock so there was a bit of backlash about it Personally, I am not an FPS buff. I'm always someone who looks at more graphical fidelity than the number or the FPS counter of the game. So that's not me. So I'm perfectly fine with a 30 FPS game. Yeah, I mean, I guess my history of being a console gamer, I've been used to playing on 30 FPS. I appreciate 60 FPS. Please don't get me wrong, but I can totally enjoy the game Just as much, even if it's 30 FPS and it does not have a 60 FPS mode. So I'm okay with that. The problem I have with this game is it's not a very vast world, it's not a very active world. There's not a lot happening with the characters or with the NPCs or with the citizens of Gotham City or the police or the GCPD. And, and all these uh, non-playable characters, there's not much happening. But despite that, there are frame rate drops. And that is what irritates me. Because the moment you even drop from 30 to 25, it is evident. No matter how great a console you have, you cannot hide that. And it is evident, especially when you're on your bike and you're going from one island to the other in the game and you're crossing one of the bridges... I found those points to be like, always like nine times out of 10, there were FPS drops in those zones. And yeah, it's just not the best experience to play this game. So again, the performance of the game is a downside. It's something that I think the developers should have optimized more. Uh, Keep in mind, this game was supposed to come out on PS4 and Xbox One, which is the previous generation of consoles. So a lot of people are speculating that, hey, although they cancel those versions, the cancellation happened much far along in the development of the game, which means that they probably had fixed on a 30 FPS lock, and that's how they ended up releasing. But who knows, there might be a patch in future, there might be a patch to fix... Some of these issues, but uh, I've not even downloaded the patch because I finished the game already in a week. But yeah, as of the first week, there were no patches. So whatever performance I got is what I'm talking about here. They might release a patch soon. I don't know if I'll go back and download the patch and play it again because like I said, there's not much incentive to going back and finishing the smaller side stories and everything once you're done with the main story. The main story, like I said, is really good but the gameplay is not that good that you go back to it and, oh, I love it so much that I'm going to finish everything and get a platinum in this game. No, it, it's just not that good. So yeah, that was the gameplay, the story, the performance, and uh, the graphics. They're quite good uh, in some moments. So they tried to showcase their version of Gotham City, but in the sense of scale, I feel they, they've they lacked a little bit here. I don't think they have been able to nail the scale of this game. So I don't know. I, I just feel Arkham Knight did a better job of showcasing Gotham. Uh, but this game, I don't think they've done uh, a very thorough job. It has shades where it looks like a last generation game. There are places, there are some character models, which just does not look next gen or right now current gen also. It looks like a last-gen game, and uh, that is not the best thing. There are some parts where it looks quite decent, but again, that's the max. It's decent. It's not great. It's not wow. It's not oh my gosh. It's so amazing to look at. No, it's none of those. It's simply decent. It's it's an okay uh, visual experience overall. So yeah, that was the graphic, and my conclusion, my experience of playing this game was simply, uh, if I'm being generous, a simple six out of 10. It's just slightly above average. Uh, I know there were some reviews that gave this game a three and a four. I don't know. It, personally, in my opinion, that's a bit harsh because uh, the overall experience of the game, because the story is the saving grace, in my opinion. Uh, it's a little enjoyable because the story is somewhat decent. It's somewhat good. So the overall experience that I had is enjoyable. But there were these other issues when it comes to the mission structure or when it comes to the gameplay or when it comes to the graphics or when it comes to the performance. These were the things that were a bit of a letdown. Uh, more than a bit, to be honest, because I was quite hyped for this game. Like I said, I'm a Batman freak and uh i i I was just looking forward to this game and this does not deliver on that hype that was generated they had a really good premise to work with they have very good source material to work with the batman lore is interesting no matter what part of the world you ask this question everyone loves batman uh in, in the general population so they had a very good source material to work with but they just couldn't capitalize on it and I feel there might be a sequel and I just hope it improves on the aspects that I've marked them down on, so to say. I sound like a person who's giving them feedback directly. But I hope that if any of the developers are listening, I hope they take it as constructive feedback. And the experiences and the overall comments that I am sharing are obviously my opinion. I purchased the game and I, I feel that, uh, it's a fair opinion that I have, uh, after playing 31 hours of, of a certain game. So yeah, that is my review of Gotham Knights. It is a six out of 10 game and, uh, I don't recommend anyone going out and, Hey, forget everything and just buy this game. I cannot say that, uh, Wait for it to come on a sale or wait for it to come on any of the subscription services, whether it's Game Pass or PlayStation Plus, uh, Extra or Deluxe. Wait for it to come on a service and, and you can then try it and see if you enjoy it. I guess if you are a Batman fan like I am, you will somewhat enjoy it. But I know these days we have a lot of people who love Marvel and they don't like DC and they are not so much into Batman. If you're not, I don't think there's anything that's there to keep you going and finishing the game. Uh, Don't just go blindly by reviews, not even by my review, to be honest. Uh, I always suggest and recommend this. Try uh, the game before you can go ahead and spend your money and uh, buy it uh, for yourself. So wait for it to come in a subscription service uh, is my opinion, is my suggestion. And... uh, With that, I shall leave you to it, and we will be back with the next episode of PLNX, the Video Games Podcast, very soon. Hopefully, we will talk about some more interesting topics, and until then, this is Polash, the host of PLNX, the Video Games Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. I'll leave all the important links and all of the resources that I spoke about in this episode in the show notes. So take some time to show some love and share this podcast with your friends. Uh, anyone who's even remotely interested in gaming, who's uh, looking forward maybe to play Gotham Knights, go ahead and share this with them and uh, maybe they can listen to my review. And uh, let me know if any one of you have played the game. What do you think? Let me know uh, in the comments on Instagram or on twitter just tweet at me or even on our youtube page just leave a comment on the episode uh video that i will publish soon so yeah my name is polash yet again with this episode uh i'm signing off take care see you bye-bye